Welcome to the Joint STEM Initiative podcast, produced by Queen City Robotics Alliance. Hello, everyone. My name is Kai Wen Jian. I'm your host for the Joint STEM Initiative podcast. We're glad that we be able to launch this podcast during the CTE month. And you probably know CTE stands for the Career and and Technology educations. In our view, this is an education that is critically important for our future, uh, for our students to prepare their future. We, we are using this month to celebrate and increase the awareness of CTE to, for everyone. CTE breaks down to 16 different uh, career clusters. They can include the law and public safety, they including the information technology, they including manufacturing. In itself, there's a lot of detail and a lot of things about how we uh, help students pre- prepare for their future. And the city is for the both high school and the post-secondary education. You know, they expand all the way into college. Our focus is really more on the uh, high school students and and so, so there's a lot of information, but don't worry. That's the reason we have this podcast. We are going to talk about a lot of the, the career. We are going to talk about the technical education specifically. We are going to put a more focus in the STEM job and all the job that is helping to support the STEM professionals. That could be the HR, it could be um, transportation outside of the STEM regularly. And but on top of everything else, all these STEM professionals uh, will want to live a comfortable and great life. So the everything happening in community uh, are something of interest. We will interview, we will talk, and we want to check to see what everybody's priority is. And we go through the process. We want to talk more, of course. Your feedback is going to drive us to see what we want to talk about. Talk about, and because there's a lot of things about CTE. For example, we are not going to pretend we are expert about everything. That's the reason we are going to interview people like Michael Rion from Olympics High School to tell us about what they do to make their high school great. We are going to talk with Mark Royner from Bosch Restaurant to discuss what the Bosch is doing to provide this hands-on learning opportunity to the community. So that will take us to our episode number one, where are the jobs? The reason we start our podcast with jobs has something to do with economic mobility. Economic mobility is the children is making a better income than their parents. And the the research shows Charlotte actually is 50 out of the 50 cities they study. This has become a problem and catch a lot of people's attention. This particular research is continued by a nonprofit organization called Opportunity Insights. In late 2020, they released another update called Charlotte Opportunity Initiative. Here are the four major findings in the report. Let me read that for you. The American dream is fading in North Carolina, and despite strong local job growth, 
Charlene Minkenberg has some of the lowest rate of economic mobility in the country. Low rate of opportunity impact almost all racial groups in Charlene, but deep disparities exist between groups as well. Upward mobility varies dramatically within the Charlotte area, and children's outcomes are strongly associated with the characteristics of local neighborhoods. Some local colleges and universities contribute more to economic mobility than others. The last finding is the COVID-19 crisis is likely to exacerbate disparity in Charlotte. So we have some problems. And obviously, that also means we have to help the neighborhood, the children in Charlotte area, to find a better or higher income job. And this is what we started thinking. As a STEM professional typically has a higher income level, so several of the STEM professionals thinking about say, how about we say we introduce a STEM career as a part of solution, try to help the students. Even STEM career has a higher income level. Do we have a growing job here in Charlotte that will help more students to get the better paying job? So during a recent conversation I had with Jocelyn Kuhn, who is the founder and CEO of Felix. Felix is the first woman in tech conference in Charlotte. And she is under 25 years old, as amazing of all these young people, what they can do and how much potential they have. And because of this conference, she has a lot of opportunity to talk with all the people in the several companies here in Charlotte. They are having a hard time to fill the position. Let's take a look what she has, what did she find out? Yeah, so Charlotte um, is kind of exploding as far as the technology demand goes. Um, we've had a lot of big companies recently either move their headquarters here or they're opening significant um, side offices here. Um, for example, Microsoft has an office in Charlotte that's growing. Um, Credit Karma, which is a payment startup. They have an office here. They're recently acquired by Square, which is another huge tech, tech name. Um, we have uh, companies like Bank of America, Wells Fargo, which while they're banks, um, everything these days requires software and technology. So um, you have those kind of like companies that have been here, but there's also an influx of companies that are opening offices here and are constantly hiring and expanding. So it's great for engineers to have a lot of job. How about the people who are not engineers? In my other conversation with Mark Rolliner from Bosch, here is what he has to say. Um, and I can tell you, I finally found the, per the, the perfect HVAC plumbing company out of Rock Hill. The, the last two times I've used them, the one time it was a HVAC guy, a young guy, went there, worked for them right out of high school. They've trained them. He was excellent, he was knowledgeable, he was courteous, he was professional, and he told me he makes $75,000 a year being <laughs> a HD technician for this company. He's only been there a couple of years, $75,000 a year. Then last week, actually, no, Monday, I had a plumbing guy come out from this company. Different guy, same age, 24, 25 years old, plumber. $75,000 a year, started right out of high school, never went to college. And he says, I love it. I'm making it. I make a good money. 
I, they train me everything I want to do. So, so I mean, there's a really good career path there if, if that's what the student likes to do. And we that's right. Let's take a look at what the data say. We have data from Department of Commerce talking about in Charlotte area, the projection for employment growth between 2017 to 2026 in nine years. Yep, COVID-19 does have impact, but we think the overall trend is the same. Example, uh, like transportation storage and distribution managers, entry level uh, wage, it does require some experience before you can become manager, right? So the, uh, the annual average wage is, is like $108,000 that you really don't need a degree. But here's a couple uh, other things that stand out. The average wage of $75,000 with this entry wage, starting wage of $66,000. That is dental hygienist. And we have a 10% increase in nine years. Web developer, even more impressive. We are talking about 18.58% increase in nine years. Uh, we are talking about the starting salary is like $45,000, but uh, 2018 average uh, wage is like $75,000 for, um, for web developer. So pretty good salary, even without degree. As we mentioned earlier, for a STEM profession that you come with a bachelor degree in the right area, you do have a very high uh, entry wage and with tremendous growth. Uh, for example, we talk about financial managers, we talk about entry wage can be as high as $94,000 and uh, with 24% increase um, from the employment job opportunity standpoint. We are talking about uh, computer and the information system managers. Of course, you grow from engineer up. We said this entry level wage is $90,000. Let's take a look. There's a, a lot of other information, but for example, information security analyst, they are pretty much a college job and it does not require a lot of work experience has a 35% job increase uh, with en an entry-level wage, 2018 entry-level wage, uh, average is 73,000. And we are talking about the average annual wage can go over 110,000 for information security analyst. This kind of situation is that don't only exist in Charlotte, not necessary. Uh, the data we got is also from the uh, South Carolina. Their data for Catalba region, their job growth is also very significant. You got a management analyst uh, with uh, average uh, um, hourly wage $36 an hour. We've talked about growth of 25%. Computer system analyst it has a growth of 33% in the same 2017 and 2026 nine years period. The key point here is there are a certain sector with very, very good growth. 
and uh, we want to make sure we have to uh, we want to make sure that we help our students to understand where the job growth is what kind of skill they are required on job they are so i think that's very important for us to focus in that area and to try to help um, to have a student and take a look and try it out there are a couple of things and one of the things that struck us that's really in the area of the STEM profession and we learn something and we think that's important. Let me share with you the comment we got from a couple of students. They are newly graduated from high school. Okay, they are in uh, apprentice program as well as in college as a research intern. Okay. So before Olympic, I was a bit apathetic towards school um it wasn't like a major priority i was really big on football and um, i came to olympic and uh one of the big things that i experienced at olympic was our first robotics program which um, matt brown leads and um it really shifted my mindset on what i was learning in school and why i was learning because i see people like matt brown and my other mentors who are in their fields of engineering and it kind of pushed me to do better in my classes especially math so i did if i wouldn't have gone to olympic i probably would have been a c d average student um and yeah so it's been great jenny you want to pipe in here yep sure so um before when i came into high school i had no idea what the heck i wanted to do with my life um and my trajectory, I think, changed for the better because of the resources available at Olympic, because not every high school can say that they have a full-blown machine shop at school. I thought that was the norm because that was what I was used to. But then they're like, no, like, we don't have any kind of class like that, you know? And so um, the resources that were available um, was the biggest thing that helped because I was able to learn uh, cat of uh, like design software, 3D modeling software, and I was able to do hands-on projects on machines. And like Jacob mentioned, the first robotics team was a big asset to Olympic High School because they um, teach you soft skills and uh, just any skills that you can apply in the real world, in the business, at work. And um, yeah, so. That's right, you heard them say about Olympia High School and the first robotic program that changed their career trajectory for the better. This is something we STEM professionals can help to benefit more students into the STEM career. So where we go from here? Okay, this program needs everyone's support to grow. Therefore, we want to use this podcast to explore all the wonderful things that first robotic program and activities surrounded it. In later episodes, we will share more detail about how we use the first robotic program to support teams of students to run their robotic teams like a business. How they practice marketing, fundraising, project management, business planning, design, manufacturing, teamworks. It is way beyond robots. At the same time, we need you, STEM professionals, to share information and helping students to explore career like yours when they believe it is a match for them, something we call career snapshots. That's mentor these kids 
in the last talk about how we can accelerate the speed of the improvement. After all, better community bring better life for all of us. Okay, these are all the time we have today. The production of this podcast is by Quincy Robotics Alliance with support from Charlotte area STEM societies, businesses, schools, and nonprofits. Quincy Robotics Alliance, also known as QCIA, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. QCIA's mission is developing the future workforce by providing practical and hands-on STEM experience for local youth. QCIA is a home of, of several high school and middle school robotics teams, where students learn how to run their teams like running a business. Together, students also develop outreach programs to spread STEM knowledge and training, encourage kids from all kinds of backgrounds to discover how to reach their fullest potential in the STEM field. Volunteer is the only way QCIA can be sustained. We love to have you joining us by bringing a better future for all children in our community. Please reach out to us or visit queencityrobotic.org and please rate, comment, like us to help others find this podcast. We will see you again next time.